Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Another episode of KSL Cafecito, the podcast where we talk all things culture. I'm Yvette Cruz. And I'm Michelle Carones. And today we're talking about crowdfunding and how it's just become a part of our culture. And we're also talking about communication and the mistakes that we may be making. So let's jump right in. A Facebook friend of mine posed an interesting question just yesterday. She asked her uh, friends uh, what they thought about crowdsourcing, things like GoFundMe and you caring in those accounts. And she asked... If they would ever make an account like that and asking for donations to help pay off their student loans. And so that kind of got me thinking. We, we've talked about that before. Duh. We haven't gone too deep into it, but it's, it's become a part of our culture. We are a society where it's very, very simple to ask for donations. And so, and, and it used to be that, you know, you, it's, it's, I feel like it's the same thing as knocking door to door or asking for donations in church. It's just now with social media and being able to share it, it gets around faster. And so you can collect donations faster, which is good and bad. But I wanted to pose a question to you, Shual. Is that something that you would do just to start off with student loans is would you ever create or would have you ever thought about let's uh let's get serious have you ever thought about opening up a gofundme account to help pay off your student loans or anything Uh, like that well i laugh because if somebody would have said this maybe even 10 years ago or maybe even five years ago i'm like what like no that wouldn't be like but now it's like it feels like that's not a bad idea for me personally no, I, I would not open it up and call it pride, call it whatever you want. But my student loans are my student loans. And yes, it would be nice to, I don't know, win the lottery or it'd be mm-hmm. nice to go on like Jeopardy and win some money to help pay off those student loans. But and once again, call it pride. But I am not looking for other people to give me their hard earned money to help me out with my was something that I dedicated my time. Yeah, your and my, debt. Yeah, my debt, my commitment to. I made a commitment that I was going to pay back my student loans because my education was important to me. And I don't expect, and this doesn't have to be strangers. I don't expect my mother. I don't expect my brother. I don't expect you know close friends. I don't expect anybody to pay that back. That's that is my responsibility. Now I know some people maybe they don't feel that way. They feel like, hey, if I can get some help, what's wrong with that? I understand the thinking about it. I just don't agree with it. Like, I understand the thinking, like, why someone would think, hey, I got whatever, 500 or friends on Facebook or insert whatever number, but hey, maybe they could help me out or maybe they can do this. It's just, I'm just asking for five bucks or I'm asking for this. Yeah, but now this is just my opinion. Yeah, but isn't that kind of, 
you're kind of taking a little bit of advantage there. Like, if, is, is, should everybody start doing that then? Let's just start paying all well, each other. A lot of people debt. have. Like, a lot of people have just opened up accounts for everything. And that's true. I don't know. I, I agree with you in the sense of it's my pride and it's my debt. Somebody on that uh, Facebook post, somebody had commented and I thought it was spot on. They said, I feel like asking for help paying my student loans is like asking for help paying my bills. Right. And it, yeah, it's your debt and it's something you decided to do. And so, yeah, I mean, of course, if a millionaire wants to give me some money to just pay it off, like, hey, here's I'm going to help you out. Here's the money. Or if I win the lottery or whatever, I, I of course, I'm going to take it. Right. But I, yes, it's also pride. I am not going to ask my friends and family to make donations to pay off my debt. Um, also, I don't think they would. And I don't expect them to. I, I don't, yeah. I'm don't. i not going to help anybody pay their student loans. I'm <laughs> trying to pay mine. So I, if anybody is donating to that, you know, that's it's your decision. And really, if, that's, if you're moved by someone being in debt, then where are you at? (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a choice. You you don't have to donate to anything, but when it's something like that, I think it's, yeah, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't do Do, it. Do you feel that, I mean, because we're seeing this not only with student loans, we're seeing this for a lot of things. We've even seen like, there have been people that maybe, hey, I'm, want to do this lifelong trip or want to do something so do like I. that. <laughs> so do but, I. But, but do you feel that, no. and I'm not saying that this is it, I'm just putting it out there as a suggestion, uh-huh. but do you feel that it might almost be a sense of people are getting lazier? People are just getting, they don't want to put in the hard work because I could see the argument for that. Um, I'm not saying I necessarily agree with it, but yeah. that hard work of like, okay, if I want to take my dream trip to, you know, the Mediterranean or whatnot, mm-hmm. I got to work hard and, and, and earn up save, vaca- save money or like earn right. vacation time and all this instead of, hey, I'm just going to ask my buddies, this has been my lifelong trip or whatnot. And maybe somebody might donate because they're your friends, they're your family. They're going to, you know, but, but, but they, isn't that kind of being lazy? Yeah, no, but also, okay, it's also coming from the people who are donating, it's also being, I don't want to say stupid, but yeah, mm. it's you're deciding to give your hard-earned money away to someone so they can go on a vacation. Why not you go on a vacation? Why don't you, or give your, if you have so much money to give, why not give it to charity or why not get, put it towards a good cause? And I know this isn't everybody because, like you said, we've seen these accounts pop up and they, they get shared and sometimes people are making fun of them because they're like, so-and-so is really asking for money to do this. Yeah. And because uh, you, you can see the amount, sometimes it'll be like they're, they're looking for, they're, they're hoping to raise $5,000 and it'll be like $100 raised. In my head, I'm like, who donated $100 to or however much? Who donated $5 to this cause? I, I don't get it, but I also think it's people do it maybe because they're lazy, but also maybe because they see it work in other cases. So they're like, if that's if hmm. so-and-so can do it or if that cause can get money, then so can I. Or I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't get it. Because people, come on. It feels like when everything like GoFundMe and all these other ones started off, I feel like it was for a noble cause in the sense of like, okay, some sort of tragedy has happened or something like yes. that. And, and let's let's help out by this way. And yes, they, we can get into the whole topic of even how GoFundMe like even charges or takes some of the money uh, like for their fee, you know, and that, but that's a whole nother topic because if they're in 5,000, some of that money is going to actually go to go, like to GoFundMe because of posting, but that's a whole nother story of what they charge. Uh-huh. And there's some people who don't use GoFundMe. They'll use others, uh, other crowdfunding uh, outlets, if you will, because they don't want to charge, you know, they don't want to get taken so much of the fee. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. It feels like, like you said, people have taken so much advantage of it. Like for me, I'm sometimes skeptical. Now, then again, I guess we're, 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 journal- yeah, we're, we're journalists, so yeah. we're naturally skeptical. But I think even now, just more after seeing a lot of these kind of goofy 
you could make the case dumb or even to the fact that you said are just yeah just stupid um reasons why and hey some of them i i get like some of it is kind of tongue-in-cheek some of them they start off hey donate me because i'm gonna want to build i think there was one that was i think i saw it on john oliver's show somebody built like a giant lionel richie uh like foam uh yeah like bust (laughs) and and for what reason who people knows? Donated. Yeah, people actually. Yeah, and people actually donated. People well, donated. That. I can understand, and maybe not that one, but I can understand. I've, I've, I had seen it before where people would crowd source. I'm mean, crowdfunding. I feel like I said crowdsourcing earlier, and I, I meant crowdfunding. No, maybe. No, we um, you, yeah. Okay, thanks. Um, but I feel like before I had seen crowdfunding accounts for people to to people have an art like people. People are passionate about art, their art, and they want to get an idea going. Like they want to make a movie or they want to make a documentary or they want to get something. They want to create something and they need the money to do it. And so they'll be like, like they'll create a trailer for a movie that they're working on, but they need more money to make the rest of the movie. And people will donate because they want to see that project, that art come to life. And I support that. And and I, by support that, I mean, I, I think that makes sense because you're going to benefit from it. You're like, hey, I want, I want to see the rest of this movie. I want to see it be made. So here's $10 or here's however much money to see that thing come to life. And then people make it come to life. You know, I, I think that's how I first started seeing it be a thing is okay. crowdfunding in that sense. And then it became a thing where it could be for anything. It could be for um, raising, like paying off somebody's hospital bills or paying out or like um, – which I think makes all the sense in the world, this whole hospital hospital bill thing, um, I should say, because we live in a country where medical bills are oh. not cheap. It is not cheap to get sick or to get better. It's just, it's where I joke around with my friends about this, but I'm, and I feel like I've told you this before, but I'm also kind of serious that I always say, if something happens to me, don't call an ambulance. <laughs> Do not, unless I am, you know, unless, like, I guess case by case basis. But if I can, even if I've been shot, if I can walk, if I'm still breathing, I wow. do not call an ambulance because you know how much ambulances are? They are very, very expensive. Yeah. Very expensive. I'm talking probably minimum four digits. Mm-hmm. Four, or like a minimum three zeros, I think. I, I, I don't want to find out. So, Yes, I said it here. Do not call an ambulance for me because we will probably need to start up a GoFundMe account so I can pay off these bills. Um, and, I, and I've seen it before. I think when, it, when it's a hospital bill thing like that, it's also more moving when someone else, like when it's not you. I don't know why, but I think it's more moving when it's not you who's like, hey, I'm in the hospital and I'm going to need to pay off my bill. It's someone else saying, so, you know, that they're talking about this person that they love and what this person went through. And now we need to come together to help this person pay off these soaring bills. And and I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's more moving like that, I think, because it's someone else trying to help. And you can, I know, everyone can kind of relate to that because you don't know when you're going to be in the hospital and when you're going to have to pay that off. And maybe you're going to want people to rally around you too. So maybe that's when it's more moving and I also think funeral expenses, yeah, funeral that services, that's one. another one where it sort of makes sense because nobody's prepared for that. I don't have money set aside for my funeral or anyone in my family. We just, that's not something that we're prepared for. We, we, and I, you know, hopefully I don't have to deal with that ever or, yeah. you know, at least anytime soon. But I, I can understand why people ask for money like that because they want to honor somebody. And so, like, you know, especially after a tragedy after, or after something's happened and they yeah. want to honor that person and they want to do it the best way they can. But a lot of people just aren't financially prepared. So I get those kind of um, crowdfunding accounts, and I, I think they make sense. I don't know. I'm... Uh, I I think my hope is that people, I mean, there's always going to be 
cases where people are taking advantage of you know, other people's willingness to give. That's just, it's been there since so like true. the beginning of time and it's just not going to end. My hope is that people will be smarter and, and it sounds weird, but yeah, do your little bit of homework. If you see like, okay, yeah. unless it's somebody that you really trust, if someone's like, you know, your best friend or somebody else like that, then you're pretty safe to, that you could donate and you know where that money's going to go to. But if you see a certain case and it doesn't have to be a case that you see on a new site, it just could be something that you, you know, a friend of yours has shared on Facebook yeah. and you don't, may not know that person, but you click on, you start reading. That you know that they know that person. Yeah. And yeah. Then, but you also have to be careful with sharing because people share anything easily. It, that's, and- that's exactly where I was going to just, you have to be skeptical. And that sounds, that may sound like not the right thing to say because, oh, we shouldn't trust anybody. Well, you know what? Unfortunately, nowadays with the way people have unfortunately schemed on cases like this, you have to be like that. Because that's your money. And if you're not smart enough to be skeptical about certain things, I'm sorry, but you're going to get ripped off. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's just at least what I think. Do you have any requirements on like when you you personally like if any, if any requirements um, on when you personally would donate to like one of those accounts that you're seeing being shared? For me, like how I donate or what yeah. what, what makes yeah, like, me donate more yeah, than the like, other? Yeah, exactly. Like any requirements and you're like, oh, this is this, is this so I'm not going to donate or this is this is, I, this is why I will donate or something. If I've seen it on the news, like I've seen it covered on the news and I've seen especially like the interviewed, whether it's the mother, the father or whatever the case may be, like I'm a little more sensitive when it comes to like kids cases. Mm-hmm. Like that one for me, I'll, I'll listen up more and it'll make me want to donate more. But then I'll go if they say, oh, there's a GoFundMe. Then I'll look at it. I'll check it out. I'll read it. Mm-hmm. I'll see who the if it's the parents that have uh, opened the account. Because for me, I'm a little skeptical when it's not the parents. When it's not at least like the last name of let's say if oh, it's right. a kid, it's somebody else yeah, who's somebody like oh else, like a neighbor, like, supposed yeah, neighbor. family friend yeah. or a cousin or whatnot. Yeah. Then what I do after that, what I've done before is like, okay, do they have a Facebook page? Who's running that Facebook page? Is it the parents? Is it things like that? Like, and I know I'm sounding a little paranoid in the sense of like, wow, this is a lot of research just to donate, you know, 10 bucks or 20 bucks. But I'm sorry, that's still my 10 or 20 bucks. And I want to make sure it's going to go to the family of this kid and not to even at times the family member who may not give everything. We've had cases like that before as well, where they say either they're a family and it turns out either what's that's not the case or that family member just did it just to get a piece of it and they they donate some. So, yeah, I'm skeptical. I'm not ashamed of it, but that's just how it is, how I see things should be when it comes to this. Because like you said, it's it's my hard earned money. And if I'm going to donate it, I want to get to the people that truly need it, not somebody who's just looking to make a quick buck. That makes sense. I'm going to be super honest and say I have never donated to an any like crowdfunding account, and it's not one yes it's because I'm poor, but two, <laughs> I as a journalist I feel a responsibility to just stay um, objective, and so one of the cases, and that's just me, um, but one of the cases that, and I've mentioned this on another podcast, one of the cases that really stood out to me on uh, GoFundMe was the case of Fidencio Sanchez, the guy from Chicago who was a paletero, mm-hmm. and then somebody took a picture of him. And if you haven't ever heard of this story, look it up. It's a very beautiful story. But this guy was hunched over. He's like 80-something years old, and he was selling paletas on the street, like pushing a little cart. Some other guy took a picture of him and just didn't know him and shared the picture and was saying, we need to help this guy. Like, everybody in the neighborhood knows him. Let's, you know... 
uh, Dhoni. And, and, you know, there's much more to the story. But they ended up making, uh, I think, like $350,000 for him. The man was able to retire with, you know, his wife. And it was just a beautiful story. That one really did tug at my heartstrings. And I did want to donate. But it came to my attention because I was working for the news. And we were reporting on the story. And so I just felt that... I needed to stay objective and I was sharing the story in hopes that people would donate and they did, but I, I just couldn't, I just feel like if in this, I don't know, I hope this doesn't make me sound horrible, but I feel like if I donate to one, I may have to donate to all of them and I don't have them. It's like, it's like finding a homeless person on the street. I am not saying I've never given homeless, a homeless person money. Or food, but I can't do it to every single one of them. I just, I, I financially cannot. And it's the same thing about being skeptical. You don't know where the money is going. And sometimes I think people are very trusting and sometimes it's not a good thing, but sometimes it can lead to something very, you know, it's nice to know that there's still good people out there yes. that are willing to sacrifice whether or not they know something is right or wrong to just help someone else out. So I appreciate that and I, I admire that, but I just personally, and I'm not saying I never will give to a GoFundMe account or to any kind of account like that. I'm not saying that. I just never have because I'm just like, I guess I'm a little skeptical like you, but also I feel like I feel like if I do to one, I have to to all of them. And so, but I think that's the nice thing about social media where maybe you're not donating because you can't or because you don't want to. Uh, that's your choice. I don't think anybody should be pressured into it either, but you can share it. You can share it and your share may get the attention of at least three people and they may donate. And I don't know that that may that may help. So I think, yeah, that's that's me being brutally honest. And that's just how it is. But I think that's the nice thing about sharing is that you can still help out in some way so yeah i don't know teach his own and hopefully like you said these things are these things um stay for the good like for the greater because they don't they don't get but you know people are always gonna take advantage of other people so just i guess be careful i don't know You know, they say that words are one of the most powerful weapons in a human being's arsenal and sometimes the word that we use obviously could have a higher impact on our communication than others, whether that is from depending on what kind of verb you use, what kind of adjective you use, whether it's sometimes if it comes to it, a profanity or if it comes to changing even if you're culturally switching from Spanish to English or from English to Spanish or any any language, words are very powerful. We all know that. And sometimes there are phrases that are part of our everyday communication that we think are just everyday. It's, it's, it's a normal thing. However, we're not realizing how much of an effect it is having in our communication. Where I'm going with this is there was a recent uh, article on KSL.com talking about four phrases that are affecting our communication and not for the better. Hmm. And they're just – there are four – two of them are words and two of them are phrases. But I, I know we both read this and we find it very fascinating because yes. I think for – at least for me, I know I have used some of these as well, and I've never thought about it, how much of an impact it's having negatively sometimes until I read this. And so we'll start off with just kind of going down the list. And for the listener, I want you guys to listen in and to hear if you have picked this up in your conversations and realize that maybe it's having a different kind of impact than you actually think. So one of the first, the first word is just. 
Oh, just. Just. <laughs> it's just, just, just. And I'm going to read a little bit from the column here, just really quickly. It's saying, uh, though seemingly harmless, word "just" often implies a sense of lacking or apology. So I just wanted to say, or it was just a thought. Now, for me, I have used that sometimes. I'm just checking in. Yes. Uh, just checking to see yes. if everything was okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think I had mentioned this to you before, but I had actually read an article, and I don't remember when it was, maybe a year or two ago, but it was about the word just and the, the not just the word just, but the word just and women's use. How right. it is very, it's it used very much so among women, especially in the workplace, because women don't want to seem like it, it is, it's sort of apologetic. So that like, like exactly what you said, I was just checking in to see or whatever, especially an email. This is where I caught myself doing it a lot because where I used to work, I would send a ton of emails to get press releases or statements or to set things up. And I always used the word just, I was just checking in or I just wanted to know where to go, things like that. And so when I read this article, it really, really impacted me. And I thought, wow, I, I don't want to be one of these like apologetic women. I'm not trying to be apologetic. So I had to make it a, I had to force myself not to use it. So when I would write emails and I still do this to this day, but I'm way more aware of it, but I would write emails and I'd be like, I just, uh, just checking in. And then all of a sudden I'd be like, like if you could, you, you could actually see it on the screen, mm. I'd go back dee, 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 and then like delete just, <laughs> and then I would read it again to make sure it's not too of anything. And so I wanted to check in to see whatever. And so I, ever since then I had made it a point to delete that word from my vocabulary and that article, I don't, like I said, I don't remember when or where I read it from. But I shared it with a few of my girlfriends, and they all agreed, wow, this is so true. And they all tried to take it out. The ones that I shared it with tried to take it out of their vocabulary as well because none of us want to seem like that. And so that's the one word, especially when I read this uh, article that you're referring to on KSL.com, that's the one word that I was like, oh, yes, women in that word. And I catch myself doing it, and I delete it when I can mm-hmm. um, because I— yeah, why not? Am I? Why am I not just saying? You know, I wanted to tell you, or I wanted to check in, or I it, it was a thought that I had, or I'm wondering. And so, like, just taking just out, and it, it's okay. Like, it made sense. I don't know where we picked it up automatically. Yeah, I know it's not a thing only among women, but it is very common, like much more common among women than men, because a man doesn't seem as aggressive if he's saying, "I'm checking in to see this," and I don't know why a woman seems. Maybe not aggressive, but just not as apologetic. I I don't know. I don't get it. But that's that word for sure. I whew, I have history with that word, and I feel <laughs> yes, feel this article. <laughs> um, but like you said, you, I mean, you use it too. You said with I, I use it. I I've noticed. I, I thought about it after reading this. I noticed that I use more of the word just. I do use it a lot in emails, but I use it a lot when I'm emailing. I do it more because I feel like. I'm not trying to come off as too aggressive. That's, but if someone were to say it to you, would you feel like they're aggressive if they didn't use the word just? No, I think I'm just overthinking it, on, yeah. to be honest with you. I, I think I'm just overthinking it. And I guess I just worry too much about like seeming as like just the grumpy guy, just like saying, hey, hey checking this. So I try to be a little bit more suave, if you will. And yeah. just be like, hey, I'm just checking to see. And I, my intention is... I really am. I just I want to see how you're doing. Right, I you're, see how you're that, checking in. But to I do whatever. use just because it feels like it's like it softens it's, the blow. It softens the blow but a little bit. It's but not it a re- blow. Exactly. But it, I, I don't know where. Yeah. Same here. Like no one. Exactly. No one said make sure you use the word just so right. you don't. You know, so you can soften the blow. I don't know right. where. Yeah. It's just contagious. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. The next one is yes, but now yes, but uh, yeah, it, it, it's. From reading uh, the article, it does 
talk about how this is almost the sense of like it's a, a reciprocal phrase that can morph conversations into power and opinion battles because you bet you could be saying whatever, whatnot, whatnot, and then I come up with the yes, but – so I'm agreeing with you, but I'm kind of not agreeing with you. Or yes, mm-hmm. meaning I I hear what you're saying, but, but you're I, wrong. You know, yeah, it's, it, 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 I don't I, I I don't completely agree with this one because I feel like same with just I feel like you it doesn't mean you you can't use it ever. You right. just have to know when to use it. Yes. And with yes, but <laughs> I feel like if if you if you agree but have something else to add, or you agree but there's just more to the story. It makes sense to use. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. What I see from not just experiences in the past, but even seeing it with amongst friends and even friends that are married. I'm not going to say their names. Don't worry, you guys. <laughs> but I do see this a lot with relationships. Huh. I see this a little bit more than than others that there will be conversations. And like you're sitting at a table and you're listening and not necessarily that you're just eavesdropping, but it just happens that people are either quiet or people that and you're hearing a conversation and you'll see one of the partners say yes, but and now, <laughs> and I'm not saying, hey, this happens to everybody, you know, and it's happened. I've I've done it before in like in in, in dating situations, things like that. Unintentionally, I didn't realize at that time that that I was actually doing that and how negatively uh-huh. that could impact. Because I did like a phrase that, or I did like a sentence that is in the column that says, excuse me, in the article that says, yes, but in an example of inactive listening. And not seeking to understand it. And I think that's, I think for the most part, there are some cases where it's not it, but for the most part, you can make the argument that that is the case. Yes, but, mm-hmm. no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> you totally have every kidding. right. You no, have no, no, right I, to say that. I, no, I was totally kidding. I was trying to. <laughs> no, but that, but um, that I, is what, yeah, that's happening. But what sometimes. I did want to add, because the, the article mentions this as well, is saying, that maybe you want to take a like it, it, there's just offering advice. So maybe instead of using yes, but or just thinking about what you're using, try to replace yes, but with help me understand and see if that changes the results or anything. So I'm going to try that. I also feel like since this is all being recorded, now I'm going to be so skeptical about which ones I'm saying and which ones I'm not. And I'm just going to overthink these, of course. But yeah, so it says yeah. Try that. So I'm I'm gonna try that. Help me understand, and I'm gonna see if it's if it changes any of like my communication with people instead of yes, but but like I said, sometimes it it works. So like it, it is appropriate for the conversation. So I don't know, but we'll see. Help me understand, people. Try it and tell us how it works out. <laughs> well, with all due respect. Oh, bet with, all the the next res- one. <laughs> with all due respect, I'm going to move on to the next no, I'm just kidding. And that's how we work in. That is the third one. Is with all due respect. Now I think this one. At least for me, over the past few years, I've seen the term with all due respect almost become comical in the sense of, you know, it's going to be either an insult that comes in next or some sort of disagreement with the person that you're talking to. And then what I think about, uh, and I know this sounds weird, I think about when I hear somebody say with all due respect, uh, I think about, is it? Is it Anchorman or is it um, it's a Will Ferrell movie? I think it's Talladega Nights that he uses the word with all due respect. And somebody tells him, you can't say with all due respect and then everything else. I think it's Talladega Nights. Uh-huh. Uh, you can't say with all due respect and just, and just, and just say whatever you want. Yeah. I think it's like no offense, but like when right. people say no offense, but when they start a conversation like that or when the phrase starts like that, I already know, yes, offense, but go on. I just I know I'm going to be offended because – no offense, but you're saying with all due respect. Uh, but I, I don't know. That, okay, this one I think it used to be like you said. It used to be used, and it was it meant was meant you know with all due respect. You're trying to you're also so, trying to soften the blow. 
But yeah, it is. It has morphed into something that you use to soften the blow, but not really. Yeah. I don't mind, with all due respect, at the end of what you're saying. So if you're going on and you're explaining, at least this is just personal choice, but if you're going on and you're going to tell me, if we're having an argument or not an argument, a disagreement, and you give me all, like you give me the whole reason, one, two, three, whatever, and then at the you end off with, with all due respect. I I don't know if I I feel like that'd be okay. Like I don't know. I, I I don't think I would take it as like, oh well you just disrespected me, but then you added but also I've never had this happen, so I don't know. Right. <laughs> but I, I, I think if it I think it's better at the end, that's just me, but I don't know. I'm trying to think of examples. I think now. that's a good idea. Putting it instead of at the beginning of the sentence. Because I don't know what you would use instead. Like, because you, like, you are trying to be respectful. Like, this is like something that I would say to a boss or to, um, I don't know, maybe a friend. I don't know. I don't. I feel like I'm think, depending closer. on the conversation. Yeah, yeah. With all due, with all but I would respect. say that at the end. That's just yeah. Mwah. No, I think that's that. I think that's much better because now the emphasis is on what you really mean. Because it feels like if you put with all due respect at the beginning. That's not really what you're meaning. You're not meaning with yeah. all respect. You're just meaning here comes whether it's the disagreement or yeah, in some like cases get the ready insult. For, yeah. yeah, get ready for yeah. so, so and so. So you should yeah definitely put your priority first and say okay, say what you want to say here first, and then at the end say with all due respect. And I think for most people they will understand that better because that's the a, thought you leave them with. Yeah, that's you leave the them last with thing that, you said. Yeah. Okay. Instead of with all due respect, because then they're they're almost building it up, and like the article says as well, we've almost. It's almost become just an expression associated more with an insult <laughs> than their respect. Yeah. yeah. And now the last one uh, is fine. <laughs> fine. Now, it depends. Sometimes I think it depends on how it's said because we could say either, well, fine, or it's fine. So, <laughs> but. We're fine, period. Yeah. And so it's it's. From what the article says as well, it's like sometimes it's out of our. They said sometimes it's out of our laziness. Uh, it's now yeah. become a catch-all for the good and the bad. So it doesn't. You can make the case that it's not. It's not even fine. Is not it's fine like anymore. Neutral. Yeah, it's neutral. It's just somewhere like. It's almost like a whatever, or but even yeah. whatever is maybe a little bit more stronger towards the negative side. Yeah. Whereas fine is maybe might be more in the middle. Have you caught yourself using yes, fine? Yes, I definitely have. I looked I just, really quick. I looked up the definition because I wanted to know exactly exactly what it me- means. So when it's used as an adverb, it just means in a satisfactory or pleasing manner. Very well. So someone says, oh, how's the job hunting going? And you say, oh, fine. So, yeah. But I think, yeah, I think now it's become more of a, because this seems more of a positive term. Mm-hmm. And I think it we, we've made it into a neutral term maybe. But I don't. Mine. I I try and use the word. I try. Try being the keyword. Mm. I try to use the word, and when I actually mean fine, I I don't use it often. I also know a good friend of mine, Nadja. She uses fine also when like I think that's where I picked it up. She uses fine when she's fine. Like if she, if you ask her how she's doing and she says fine, I, she means it. If she's doing better than fine, she'll tell you. Um, and this is really interesting in the in the article because it talks about how we say fine. When, because we want to try and avoid awkward conversations. So we don't want to bother the other person with the details of our lives also. So this is a really good example. Can you imagine standing in the checkout line at the grocery store at the, as the checker who's focused on finding the barcode for your Kiwi asks you how you are doing? And you say, actually, I'm having a really rough day. I'm glad you asked. I would love to talk to it about or I'd love to talk about it with someone that truly cares. <laughs> the person, the checker might drop your Kiwi because it's like, oh, I, w- I, didn't, I don't really care how you're doing. And so I, okay, I completely agree. 
agree with this because I hate, hate small talk. So I feel like when someone asks you how you're doing, it's small talk. And I don't, I don't want to like, I don't want to tell you how I'm really doing because. Then I will never ask how your weekend was ever again. I also weekends. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, I think that's super small talk. Like if right. I did something really, really fun over the weekend, I'm going to, I'm going to let you know, or if I want to let you know, because that's, that's just how it is. But. And also have a weird weekend. So when I come in from a weekend, everybody's been here for a few days. And so it's just, it's weird, but it's just, it's small talk to me and I don't care for it. And I know that's something that we do here. Maybe the word fine, like kind of, maybe we've used it as like a, what is it? Like a safeguard or I can't think of the word again. <laughs> um, like a safe space word. Like we, we, it's where we have our, or like a distance. Like we have our walls up and we just say fine because we don't want to say I'm doing amazing. Let me tell you about my life or I'm doing horrible and I need to talk to about like it's like imagine walking down the hall and you're like at work and someone you're like oh hey how's it going and someone's like oh terrible do you could you have a minute to talk like yeah you may be like oh yeah sure let's but you're you're also going to be shocked you're going to be like oh oh yeah. I didn't yeah but I don't know that's that's a personal thing I just don't like small talk and I feel like fine just kind of avoids small talk or it like it leaves it at that I don't know but it is a natural it's it's a natural thing that we just say I think this is a word that's kind of been. Uh, you could call it overtaken or hijacked, if you will, by the idea of just it's not fine. Because I think for a lot of people, when they hear the word or when they hear somebody say fine, it, it's not fine. And I think a lot of it has become almost a stereotype, especially we've seen it a lot with relationships. We've seen if you ask your partner, how are you doing? If he or she says fine, there's a feeling already it's not fine. That yeah. something is something is you want more so details think, of it. But you do you think the person using it says fine so the other person will keep digging because that means like that it's like code for something's wrong? I think we I think we a lot of times we think that but that's where the confusion is because sometimes yeah. it really does mean fine. Exactly. Well, sometimes I it really does, but be, yeah. I think and also it depends on tone because if your partner just says and there's a maybe hesitation of fine, you might read into that and it's like okay, it's probably not fine. Because there was a little bit of a hesitation, but then again, maybe you're overthinking it. Yeah. So it, there's a lot of confusion. And so that's why overall with this article, the most important thing, just be clear. Just yeah. be clear about it. You don't have to write a whole book or start giving a speech to somebody. Just be clear about it. And not saying that you can't use the word fine or you can't use the word just or yes, but or with all due respect. But I think just... The clearer you are and not just leaving those words hanging, uh-huh. I think just the better because a lot of us, we have mixed signals and we may yeah. think that if you just say fine or if you say fine, see, I just use just, yeah. <laughs> if you say, <laughs> if you, if you say fine and you leave that hanging, maybe somebody misinterprets it. You can't, you, it's not that saying that you can't use it, but. But like use it when you mean it? Use it when you really mean it. And then if somebody does ask, are you sure? Don't be mad or don't be like, I can't believe this guy or this girl just asked me if I'm fine, even though I told them that I'm fine. Just with a smile or however you want to say it, just say, yeah, I'm really good. Or just explain it maybe just a little bit more because there is a confusion. So do you think, because I, I like, as we were reading this article, I was also trying to think of other words. And we kind of like, when we like first brought this up, we were kind of having a conversation with other coworkers about this. And are there any other words that just kind of, irk you or that you misinterpret or you don't like when people use because it have a, has a certain meaning or not a certain meaning or um, or that you use specifically like for a reason? I'll give you an example of both. One okay. that I don't like is just the nod. What? Like just a nod. Just like kind of a, like a 
like like just a, he- a head shake. Just like a little. If, like if you little. ask someone a question and they nod. No, or, or, no. If I'm just if I'm saying something uh-huh. and if they if they'll say oh oh yeah or if there's no sort of response back uh-huh. that I know that they're listening that they're paying attention. Oh, okay, I see what that, you're that that's that annoys me. Okay. <laughs> that's just the answer. That's that fair. annoys me just because it's like you're probably just not you probably either don't care, which is fine still, but or you're just not listening. So at least give me a sign that says. That's one of the two. Because if you don't care, I'd rather have somebody say, "You know what? That like I'm busy doing something else or whatnot." Oh, that's Instead what I was gonna of, ask you. If you would yeah. rather just them I'd say, rather, "I'm I'd rather not just really have, interested." Yeah, I'd rather just have that than just the really ridiculous colored ahead nod because it's like it's almost being passive aggressive. At least that's how I've interpreted it in the past. I think you're right about like the passive aggressiveness, but I think we've also become at least like in how I'm seeing it, and I, I'm guilty of this too. But we've be we've become or we are just I don't know. Maybe it's like it goes back to like us just trying to be polite with small talk and everything. But we've bec- we're, we're kind of a we, we kind of talk in a passive aggressive form if you think about it. Because mm. I, I I was trying to think of some other examples, and we like when we want someone to do something instead of saying like Hey, will you grab that? Um, assignment, whatever, we don't say, will you grab that assignment? We say, and when this is weak, because I, I am guilty of this too, but I'm trying to be better at this. We say, do you mind grabbing that? Assi-? What if the person were to say, yeah, I sort of do mind. Or or when you say, do you want to? Do you want to grab that assignment? Or do you want to grab that? Whatever. But do you want to? Like, what if the person were to say, no, I really don't want to. Like, well, how well, how would you respond? You'd either like you'd either be thrown off or you'd have you'd be forced to say, OK, will you like or can you like you, you'd be like you'd be forced to really ask them to do it because you're not really asking them to do it. You're not really asking that they want to do it. You're telling them to do it, but you're trying to say it nicely. But I don't know when that became when like just asking somebody or telling somebody became like a rude form of communicating. Right. I I don't I have no idea and like I said I'm guilty of this too because I I also don't want to come off too aggressive sometimes but once I really started and I've had this conversation with other people before but once I really started thinking about how that's not really aggressive and that's just how it is or that's just the setting or that's just the position like someone is allowed to especially at work someone is allowed to ask you to do something or tell you to do something and, and just telling you to do it wouldn't be rude that's like that's what everyone signed up for but I don't know when we shifted and Maybe like we obviously we didn't decide as a group like, hey, let's talk to each other like this now. We just did it. And I don't and I I think that this I've seen this more here in Utah because I didn't see it as much in other places that I've lived. I feel like people just kind of were a little more direct. There were people who still there's, you know, there's always someone or there's always a group. But I feel like the majority that I saw in other places other than Utah were just more direct. I think part of it is the culture of the state. To be honest, I think just part of the culture is to try not to be as, I guess, rude as like try not to be. But is it rude? It's not. But for whatever reason, because it's it has it's become that. I'm not saying it's right. Yeah. I'm not saying I agree with it, but that's just what it's become. Uh And we sort of have to for at least in some circumstances, we sometimes have to deal with it. But I agree with you in some circumstances, we just need to let it go. Like so, let it go as in like let someone be a passive aggressive or just like, let go of our thoughts of that that's rude. Yeah, let's let we need to let go of that thought that it's rude. Okay, and it's just not say like it. like yeah. you're saying it's it's technically not rude. It's, yeah, it's not rude. It's just for whatever reason it's been made out to be seeming as rude. So, because I know okay. I've used that before as well. I'll, I'll say 
hey, can you can you do this or whatnot? No, you say, do you want to? <laughs> or do you want to? And I do it too. I, yeah. I, it, I think it's just, it, it's a mirror of each other. Mm-hmm. But ever since, like I, like I said, I've had this conversation with other people and ever since I realized it, I, I'm trying more. I'm not perfect at it. I still do it sometimes. I don't know why, especially if it's like someone I don't know that well. Like I try and, you know, I, I try and soften the blow. I don't know why. But if someone were to ask me just in a direct form, I wouldn't be offended. So I, I feel like I have to train myself, which kind of brings me into my next question. But I feel like I have to train myself to know that it's not rude and just let someone else know that, it, like, like train them. Okay, okay, well, let me just go to my next question. Sure. Do you think that we have to train people around us to understand this sort of like this communication or that it's not rude or that it's more passive aggressive or whatever? Or do we have to train ourselves into understanding it? This is going to sound like a cop-out answer, but I think it's a little bit of both. And But when it comes to training other people, it's not the formal kind of training of sit down and really no, tell no, people no. like that. But no, we have to let people get accustomed to it. You have to let people get accustomed to this is how either we express ourselves or I have these expectations or anything simple like, hey, our policy here, whether it's at this company or even at this shift, is like this. And this is how we're going to do this in at the company or during the shift. And 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 let people know and let people begin to feel comfortable part of the thing that make them feel comfortable is letting giving them the okay sometimes there may be a case where it's like it's okay that if you ask for this or it's okay if you just say you're going to do this and then whether it's you know you're the manager or the bo- whoever says no explaining that but just as long as things are beginning to get clear now do we have to train ourselves as well yes because like you've said you know you've done it I've done it as well it's it takes a little bit of time i think you can make the case if we were maybe in a place that was a little bit more of a hustle maybe like new york city or maybe la or chicago or something like that maybe it's a little bit more hey we need to get things a little bit done quicker so it's the communication is a little bit more direct direct yeah, instead of kind of here which nothing wrong with here it's just the culture's just different and 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 that's fine but it does lead to a little bit of confusion sometimes and this isn't just a workplace thing. I feel like it, we, we've been talking about it like a workplace thing, but it's not just a workplace right. thing. It's it's something that also happens with maybe not so much families, depending on your family, but it happens with friendships or just acquaintances or people that you run into, people like customer service, whatever. It's not just a workplace thing. It's everywhere. So I guess how can we improve? We, we got to think about that. I know I'm going to think about that. Yvette, let me ask you one last question to wrap up. Do you feel that these phrases – just and yes, yes, buts with all due respect, fine. Do you feel like part of this and the way that we have to kind of almost, I guess you could say, couch these words, you kind of be sensitive with these words? Do you feel like that is part of just the way our culture is nowadays? Could that be an argument made that this is why millennials, in particular millennials, are considered to be overly sensitive because we have to have words like just and yes but with all due respect like we have to sort of almost soften i think you use the word like soften the blow when it comes to expressing what we really want to what we really want to say to each other i don't completely know how to answer that because i i just don't believe that i i hate the the generalization that millennials are oversensitive because i don't think that they are i think that there's a few in every just like there is like something in every generation or group but i don't think overall as a generation i think millennials are not oversensitive and i don't think that they need the blow softened i feel like with social like they've grown up not grown up with but they've had to deal with social media and how unkind it can be at times that they've gotten used to having thick skin 
and again, this isn't everybody. This this is, uh, but I, I feel me personally. I feel like this is the majority. And so, no, I don't think that this is just to, to be put on millennials. I think it's just I, I don't know what it is, actually. I, I don't know. I, I think you're right in that as a culture, maybe we are oversensitive or not as oversensitive, but we 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 think that the blow needs to be softened. But I don't. I don't think it's a millennial thing and I'd love to I'd love to just like spend some time in like every state and every city to see if it does vary like if it is a Utah thing or if it is just a millennial thing or whatever but I I, I can't completely I just can't completely answer that because I don't know that it's I don't think it's a millennial thing. So we can continue on with this subject and this is something that I mean we haven't even hit up more in depth about how men communicate amongst each other and then how they women. communicate yeah, women amongst yeah. women and then there's just the, so much more to go yeah, on <laughs> th- yeah there's a lot more so I-, I feel like we should definitely do a follow-up we might have yes. to do a part two on this one yes because absolutely that, this is definitely something and we want to hear what you guys think about this as well so definitely hit us up on social media about this because it's 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 so important this how we communicate and nowadays with social media and I'm not trying to put the blame all on social media but with social media with all the other things that we have communication is you could say it might be easier to communicate with each other but it leads to more confusion there's more confusion nowadays with everything even how to write an email oh, even yeah. how you read the email and <laughs> oh, how you interpret the email yes. like it's become we didn't have to deal with this so many years ago and, and now we just talk to each other and it all made sense yeah. I think I don't know <laughs> but we'll definitely follow up on Yes, so definitely do it to part two. And like Shoal said, please reach out on social media. We're on uh, Twitter at KSL Cafecito, and I'm at Evie Cruz. And I'm at Shoal Carones. We're also on Facebook, KSL Cafecito. Let us know what you think. Uh, talk amongst your friends and your family and get get more fuel, and please reach out to us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We are on Apple Podcasts. We're also on Stitcher. We're on TuneIn Radio. We're on the KSL News Radio app. We're also on Radio Public and now Auto Radio. Thanks for joining us. Oh, 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 oh,